0: Welcome. This is the Warminster Town Football Club Supporter Podcast. And once again, I'm your host, Roland Millward. Well, the fixtures have come thick and fast in this early part of the season and many more to come. So we're looking forward to reviewing what's happened since our last podcast. We didn't have to miss one due to the workload, really, that we've had recently for the club and other things. So we're back now and we hope you'll enjoy this podcast. We're going to feature an interview as well with the one and only Mr. Andrew Crabtree, manager of the men's team. And that was an interview recorded kindly by Ian Knuckles for the Toolstation Western League podcast And he's given us full access to that interview. So do look forward to that. But first of all, we're going to be speaking to Jamie House. Hi, Jamie. How are you doing? Hello, I'm okay. Thank you. That's good to know. Thank you. Um, So. Good to have you back, as usual. Say we had to miss last week due to too many commitments on the go, getting the Red and Black newsletter ready, which has now gone out, so people should be able to read that in their email inbox.
1: Very good, it is too.
0: So we've had three matches since we uh, recorded the last podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. So we had Sherbourne came along to Weymouth Street for the most cracking game of football I've seen for a very long time anywhere, really. and nil-nil, but fabulous end-to-end stuff, wasn't it?
1: Yes, it was a very exciting game, yep. Yeah. And then we went
0: to uh, Titherington Rocks. Just love saying that name. Uh, (laughs) The most unusual game there with four penalties. But uh, we'll leave Andy Crabtree to talk about that one because we've got an interview from the Toolstation podcast that we've been able to uh, utilise. So he'll talk about that game. But the last one we've seen, our little trip to see Lebec United. Didn't go too well overall, did it?
1: no no i think we 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 should maybe should have got something out of the game we had our chances um we unfortunately we just didn't take them um it was a, a similar story at titherington the week before actually um you know we like you say we got the four penalties and we won 4-0 um all from those penalties but we actually we despite the amount of chances we had from open play in that game as well we also didn't take them so um, yeah, it, it repeated itself again against Lebec and uh, we uh, we paid for it this time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm sure Andy's going to be working on that really to, to get the ball in the back of the net, either from set pieces or from open play, because uh, the shots were a little bit high, to say the least. <laughs> high or, yeah, or, a lot went over the bar. <laughs> lot over, a, a tremendous amount in the first half went over the bar by by quite a margin. So I'm sure that's something that uh, he'll work on. But Lebec did look a dangerous side, didn't they?
1: Especially the first half. Mm, yeah, well, they're very good. They have a lot of pacey players, um, and they're very quick on the break, uh, and that's really where they got us. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, the, yeah, they, they looked they a look the dangerous side, but they did, they did look quite tired towards the end of the game, and we sort of grew into the game a bit more towards the end. Obviously, we scored our goal in the second in the second half, sort of about twenty minutes from the end, I think, roughly around there. Um, uh, Luke that's Johnson, who came uh, on. lad yeah, on loan Luke from Froome Town, getting his first goal. Yeah. Yeah, um, bit of a super sub. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it was it was uh, necessary. Then,
0: then it did look like, providing we at the, the target, it looked like we could get at least a draw out of the game, didn't it? But
1: yes, unfortunately, we pressing, just yeah. I was going to say we, we we started pressing a bit higher to try and get level again, and unfortunately, it, again they got us on the break because yeah. you know we were pressing so high up. But um, you know, there we go. It was
0: that's it. So things to put right. We look for we look forward to the next game, as they say see what see what happens so um, all in all you know it's not been a bad start to the season but um, obviously a little bit of room for improvement there if we're going to try and catch up with the likes of some of the other teams that we'll talk about in a moment who are absolutely romping away at the minute with with Mm -hmm. wins galore and goals galore as well some of them so we'll take a break Jamie and we'll be back with you very shortly we'll have a look at uh, the league tables Our club is run by an army of willing volunteers. But you know, there's always room for more recruits. Can you offer your time to the club? Maybe you have a special skill that could be used. Perhaps just your time itself and your labour. It'd be absolutely fine. Please find out more by getting in touch with our chairman, David Parry, via his email address, which is chairman at com. That's chairman at warmistertownfc.com. We look forward to seeing you as a volunteer at our football club. It's now time to listen to the interview that was recorded by Ian Knockholes for the Toolstation Western League podcast. So let's see what Handy Crabtree has to say about things at Warmister Town Football Club.
2: Well, I'm delighted yep. to welcome back to the Toolstation Station League podcast, Andy Crabtree, the manager of Warminster Town. Andy, thanks very much for taking the time to join us. So, 4-0 at the weekend, all four goals came from the penalty spot. Have you ever been involved in a game like that before?
3: Never. Um, first time I can ever remember all penalties in one half, to be honest, and it could have been five. The first three were nailed on, but in between the third and the fourth, I thought there was one that looked watching it back on the highlights, which Roland so kindly does for us. That looked more of a penalty than the fourth one, but who am I I can't moan? That's more penalties than we've <laughs> had in the last two years. Yeah, don't you can't be greedy,
2: can you? I mean we we, we on a serious note, we have to take our hat off to Ian Jeffrey because um, <laughs> you know, there would come a point in time where you'd think normally that, you know, he'd be due to miss one, but to put all four away is, um, that takes some doing.
3: Oh, but I don't, you know, I, we're on the sidelines for a few, you know, I'm there with the assistant and the coach going, where are you going to go now There. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're discussing where he's going to put it. Fair play to him. He kept his cool, and uh, I don't think the keeper got a hand on either one of them, so... Can't, can't fault him for that, uh, you know, Ian's a good lad, we've, we've had him for a couple of years now, and he is really a, a top man, you know, thank God we signed him on when we did, because he's a captain, and you know, he leads by example, so hats off to him.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's he's an incredibly experienced player, isn't he, obviously, not just at the sort of the, the Western League level, I know he's played higher than that, and um uh, I mean, really, you couldn't have asked for a better person to take them all because, um, he, you know, he has got not only the the ability, because uh, he's a wonderful dead ball expert, but, you know, he's obviously got the temperament to be able to put them away.
3: Well, it's interesting because he, he's missed a few games, you know, due to sort of family weddings and, and, and of, you know, holidays and whatever. And to be fair, when he's missed, his presence is missed in the changing room. And um, you know, and it, it, it does go notice, especially by myself. I say, Nashie, my assistant, and Glenn is with us now, and Eddie as well. You, we can you can tell when he's not playing because you can hear him constantly. But you know, whilst you're warming up, is he's, he's on to them. You know, he's got standards and 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 good standards as well. You know, and he, and and it is good for us, especially young lads, because they look up to him. Yeah,
2: he's a cracking player. Now. That's the first time you'd played Titherington Rocks. Um, did that make it harder for you to prepare against them than you, sort of the normal Western League opposition?
3: Um, well, like the previous week, really, because we played um, the other team, Bocco, And to be fair, they were very well organised, Bocco, um, He took us to the cleaners. To be fair, they played at them; they outplayed us on the day, and I, I got no complaints about that. Everybody knows at Western League level and at any level, if you're, you've got four or five players and we had, probably had six or seven at all the, the day that aren't at the races they'll come a cropper and um, we came a cropper you know and they were, they were at it and fair play to them they fully deserved their the win and they are a very nice club as well as our Tiverington you know great great lunch down there looked after as well you know nothing was too much trouble for them say they would actually
2: give us four penalties as well <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean just heading back to that defeat against Bocco after that of course you had that midweek draw against Sherbourne and I mean Sherbourne have been in you know fantastic form since the start of the season so to be fair that goalless draw doesn't look like such a bad result oh I
3: well when taking the fact that they'd scored 17 in three games and they nil draw against them <laughs> was quite an achievement, I'd say. I mean, they're a very good side, and they always have been, I, I think. And they'll be the first to admit they probably underachieved last season You know, for the, the amount of games we played. They, they were in a false position, definitely, because they're always a difficult side to play against. I so said they've been banging in goals for fun. So, you know, when anybody was there, there was 152 there. And anybody who wa- everybody who watched it, who I've spoken to, certainly a good advert for, for the Western League, you know, Division One. You know, it was it was a fast-paced game, two teams, you know, going for it. it was it, you know, it's nil-nil, but the chances were plenty. So you know, it could have gone either way.
2: So what have you made of the quality of opposition you've come across? you've come up against so far I mean I know it's still early days but do you think that the standard in the first division is getting a bit harder
3: looking at the league table last year um, I mean on top of caution we're obviously a decent side you know league tables don't lie all those sides that have gone a back well were always hard to play against you know they didn't give anybody a match on their days and Carl you know they finished top the season before You've got the likes of Radstock, Fairbournes, um, Wincanton as well, you know, we're we're a decent side, you know, and there's many other teams, you know, anybody can beat anybody in this league, and that's what's good about it, you know, I'd say this this year, I'd say there's about 12 teams that could finish in the top four, Welton are there again, I, I forgot Welton, you know, and I ever overlooked. Christmas and, in there, and Everside, they're another side are very difficult to beat so you know Wells on their day they're a good match for anybody Cheddar you know there's, there's lots of good teams in there and, and I'm sorry if I've missed anybody if I upset anybody it's not I'm doing this off the cuff so yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's look at your own form going into this season what were your pre-season preparations like?
3: Absolute nightmare absolute uh, anything that could go wrong went wrong um, games off for COVID, player unavailabilities, holidays, weddings. I'm no, no different than any other manager, I don't think. You know, because, of, because everything had been locked down for so long, weddings, holidays, you know, now it's school holidays. Um, just everything that could go wrong, went wrong, basically. Players leaving. You know, it's a struggle to get the same team out twice. And taking that into consideration, we've started really well. And I, I can't complain, to be honest, because I put in some younger lads, and they haven't, let, they haven't disappointed me. They certainly haven't let me down, you know, and it now gives me a nice headache, because um, I have to bring, do I bring back, do I bring back the old guard or do I put in the youngsters, you know? And it gives us, it makes your squad stronger, and it makes, uh, you know, my job a lot easier. Although well, sometimes it's a headache.
2: I mean it's a nice problem to have, but it does rather beg the question what is a good season for Warminster Town?
3: When I first took over, I mean they were bottom of the league. Um, they yeah, you know, they were struggling, they were, you know, in the depths of despair to be honest. And luckily we stayed in the league. The next season I think we finished seventh. And we were a match for anybody that season. Um the next season, we had, of course, we had that really good run in the FA Bars. Um, but our league form suffered a little bit through that because I think you don't get a consistent run of games going in the league. We fell behind in a lot of games and we got a lot of injuries after we went over the bars. And I think we were in a false position, really. And then last season, we started off not too bad. Um, I think we were when the season finished. I I, I think if we can finish, you know, if we can finish in the top eight, I'd like to finish in the top four, but I'm not going to say we are going to, but I'd like to think we're capable of doing that. You know, it's up to the the boys and it's, you know, last week I I can use it as an example now, because they haven't turned up, basically, and me to bring over to them and and use it in a free match talk. You know, if you don't if you don't turn up on the day, you'll get you'll get rolled over. Simple as that. And and that's and that's what happened. And and you know, full credit to Boko for that.
2: Well, they're going to have to turn up for the next couple of games. You've got Lebec up next, and then it's yep. odd down at home. And they've started this campaign pretty well after coming down from the uh, from the Premier Division. I mean, those are two difficult games for you, aren't they? Oh yeah,
3: every, every game's difficult. Everybody, can, like I said, everybody can beat everybody, and and we know we know full well, and I've, I've made it, got it into the players' heads, and they know full well, and. In, in, Last Saturday, they certainly come out of the block firing on Saturday. Um, well, We've got a little bit tired second half because we've had a hard game midweek. But we, we know what to expect and we know we go to the box and we will be uh, up for it. There's no doubting that. And obviously, we've Odd Down, they've come down to our league, but they've kept a lot of their players and they've recruited well. Um, so we know that's going to be difficult. But we will be there on the day and we will uh, do our best and hopefully get so much in that
2: game. Now, whenever I speak to you, Andy, there's always a lot going on at Warminster Town. And, and even during lockdown, we spoke to one of your players, Owen Bartley, about his fundraising activities for your local food bank. I see that your YouTube channel is back and your podcast is back and your supporters' newsletter is back. So it's not a bad time to be a Warminster Town fan, is it?
3: No, it certainly isn't. You know, either. there's always something going on. I mean, the other week, the one of the lads that helps run the reserves has got a, a, a bad illness, and the reserve team played uh, a friendly against one of the local sides, and it was well supported by the, because it was straight after a first team game, and all the first team lads stayed on and supported it, and I think they raised over two thousand pounds for that charity. So. <laughs> that's a tremendous effort from yeah. everybody involved. Like, I'm not, you know, it's a well, uh,
2: you know, a great cause. So. No, that's absolutely right, Andy. And I mean, I think we should also give a notable mention to your um, to your ladies' team. I mean, we we I appreciate we don't normally talk about that on the uh, on the Western League podcast, but I know it's a very important part of Warminster Town Football Club. And I mean, they're pretty handy, aren't they?
3: Well, believe it or not Roland, I went and watched Warminster Town ladies play in the FA Cup final many moons ago when I was about 15 <laughs> and they played at <laughs> Dunstable against Southampton believe it or not but I, no, I like remember they... going they lost 2-0 mm-hmm. um, but I, I remember it you know all them years ago um, and I, one of our lads is actually coaching the ladies Lewis Graham and they have got some exceptional players and I, and I expect them do well this year again and it wouldn't surprise me if they don't go up another league because they are you know they're buzzing and they are an important part of the club as our, our reserve side and we've got a nice atmosphere at the club and it, you know and it's nice to have that
2: That's absolutely right. Always one of the warmest welcomes in the Western League, Andy. Thank you very much indeed for your time and I hope that we've, we've, uh, you know, we've, we've unearthed a few more fans or we'll have a look at a day out at Warminster and, um, and, and come and enjoy what you have to offer. Uh, they're
3: more than welcome
2: and thank
0: you very much again. Once again, a big thank you to Ian Knockholes for allowing us to use that interview. And now, it's back to the League Tables with Jamie House. Right, we're back with Jamie. So, Jamie, let's have a little review of how the league table is looking for uh, us now.
1: Okie dokie. Well, Welton Rovers are still top of the league. They're uh, really romping away at the top now, having played eight games, won seven of them, and only drawn one. Uh, they're one of the, I think, about one of only two teams now that haven't actually had a defeat, the other one being uh, A.K. Bocco, uh, who uh, also have zero losses. Um, so they're top with... So, Walsall Rovers top with twenty-two points, goal difference of thirteen. So they're uh, they're scoring a few as well. Uh, Cheddar are currently second. Um, back when they joined the league, I think they were kind of like the team to beat, and then they had a, I think they've had a, a sort of shaky last couple of seasons, if I remember correctly. Yeah, a bit um, up and down, hasn't it? Yeah, a bit up and down. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, they're they're back up there, having played seven, they've uh, won six and uh, lost one. Bishop Sutton, are third. On 16 points, uh, Old and Abbotonians are fourth, also on 16 points, having played nine games. Uh, and A.K. Boko round out the top five, uh, having played seven, and uh, won four and drawn three on 15 points. And Sherborne are the I think are, they're still the top goal scorers. Or sort of scored the most I goals in the league so, so far because yeah. their goal difference is still 15 <laughs> yeah um so they're fairly high up and they've um, they've only played six games uh so far in the league they've uh won four uh drawn one and lost one uh we are currently smack bang in the middle of the table at the moment down in 10th uh, after our defeat away at uh, lebec um and obviously other games that went on today obviously on bank holiday Monday um and Almondsbury are still bottom of the leaderboard at the moment as uh, they haven't picked up a single win yet. They've got uh, seven defeats and only one draw. So they have got a point. Every team does have a point now,
3: Mm. which
1: is uh, something. Uh, Devizes Town are currently 20th. They're just above them. Also played eight and also uh, yet to uh, register a win. Canton are 19th, which is quite surprising. They're a decent size, so I'm quite Mm. surprised to see them down there. Um, they have only played five games. They've lost 3-1-1 won, won, and drawn one. Uh, Hengrove are 18th and Bishops' Lydiard are in 17th as they round out the bottom five. Yes.
0: So that's, that's uh, you know, halfway points still able to play for, for Warminster. So, you know, it's not too many points off. The majority, obviously, Welton are stonking it a little bit. You know, have to go like great guns to catch them up at the moment. But, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, sort of certainly get, you know, pull the Bishops at Nolden and all those others back if we uh, get a few wins together. So Mm
3: -hmm.
0: I'm sure that, uh, that could well come about. I'm sure Andy's got his eye on the prize there for that. So that's it. So Jamie, we'll uh, look forward to more football. And uh, of course uh, we've got an FA Vars coming up in September as well. So uh, Mm -hmm. the first qualifying round and uh, we'll be reporting on that as well as the ladies the day after we're on the 11th of September, the ladies on the 12th for their FA cup qualifier as well isn't it so yeah um, it's a
1: big weekend for cup games for big now. weekend
0: for Warminster town so i know coaches are being run so if anybody hasn't done responded to the messages going out yet uh, do check um with um our chairman dave parry off the ground obviously just check if you can get a seat on the coach is there are any left if you'd like to go by coach to either of those games so jamie thank you once again for joining us appreciate your time and we look forward to uh, speaking to you soon Well, there goes the final whistle, and that brings this week's podcast to an end. We've hoped you enjoyed the Warminster Town Football Club supporter podcast. So, before you go, if you haven't done so already, please do subscribe using your favourite platform. Thanks for listening.